What's up, guys? Welcome to Enjoy the Sass. My name's Faith, and I'm the host of this podcast, and I'm so excited to have you here with me today. Thanks for joining us. If you're new, this is a podcast where we talk about pretty much everything, and then we throw in a little sass along the way. If you don't follow me already, you can find me on Instagram at Enjoy the Sass. That's kind of the main way to keep up with what's going on on the podcast, my life, all the coffee content that you could ever want, and like I said, a little dash of sass along the way too. We have a lot of fun over there, so come on over and follow me on Instagram. If you're not already subscribed, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, My most recent fave on listening to podcasts is Overcast, but you can listen wherever you listen to podcasts, so go check us out. I also have a website that I'm building out right now, even more in 2022, enjoythesass.com, where you can listen to old episodes, see a little bit about my guests, and surprise, surprise for this episode, I have launched official Enjoy the Sass merch. I know I've put out a few little things. But this is official merch, and you guys, I'm waiting for my samples to come in. I've already had one order, and I'm so excited. So head over to enjoythesass.com slash merch, and go grab some merch, and tag me in your stories or on Instagram, wherever you post, so that I can see your merch and so that I can repost you. It means a lot to me that you support me in that way, so thank you. There's really fun stuff, so I hope that you love it and share it all with me. As you can tell, I'm very excited. So go check out my website, enjoythesass.com, for episodes and for merch. You can also find my email, host at enjoythesass.com, and my phone number that you can shoot me a text or a voicemail. I'd love to hear from you there as well. Always, my DMs are open too. You guys, welcome to the podcast, my friends, Mike and Elizabeth Ward. Can we say, Elizabeth Ward, are you officially a ward? Um, yes, because legally we're married, but she has a process. I did not. <gasps> yet. So I think she's still holding out. I don't know. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm in this beautiful in between where I am his wife, so I am legally Mrs. Ward. There you go. But my name is still legally Elizabeth Listina, so I get the best of both worlds. And there I you go. Just I like it. I like it too. I like it too. Well, welcome, guys. Thank you. (laughs) So excited to have you. Um, Why don't you guys introduce yourselves for the listeners of the podcast? Okay, you go first. Okay, I'm supposed to go first then. (laughs) Um, So I'm Mike Ward, like you said. Um, I run a small solar company out of Dallas, Texas, and then focus on running TO23, which is a nonprofit that works with veterans. Um, so that's kind of me in a nutshell. As far as <laughs> that's I do. a, a quick that. nutshell, yeah. <laughs> Good job. So um, supportive. Yeah. Good job. And you? Um, I'm Elizabeth Ward. That's me. <laughs> um, I also work for TO23. I do our administrative work and a lot of the back end record keeping and organization. Um, I'm finishing up school. I'll be graduating with my associates from ACC this May, which is very exciting. It is. Um, yeah, there's me in a nutshell. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, um, so one of the, not the only reason, but one of the reasons I wanted to have you guys on, and I think that we talked about, I feel like you guys were probably around pretty close to the inception of this podcast, um, which is super cool. But one of the reasons is like you said, Mike, y'all run a nonprofit um, that I am fortunate enough to get to be a part of as well. Um, So I wanted to give a a space to kind of talk about what all of that looks like logistically, um, and then also the heart behind it. And, you know, just kind of a very open forum discussion on what it's like to have a nonprofit and kind of the, the whole process behind it. And then also, kind of the mission too. Well, definitely the mission too. So whoever wants to take it, if you want to bounce off of each other, tell me what is TO23 and how did it come about? Kind of just take us through the start of the nonprofit and we'll go from there. Oh man. I know. You know, it's only been around since what, 2019, 2018. 
officially March of 2018, but our first unofficial event as an unregistered nonprofit was <laughs> November first, of 2017. Well, first event as an unregistered, un. <laughs> hey, you got to start somewhere, right? <laughs> no, we totally won it. And that was kind of what was fun about it is yeah. we were coming up on, vet- was it Veterans Day? It was Veterans Day 2017. Yeah, 20, coming up on Veterans Day. And um, I was in the military for uh, about eight years. I was in the Air Force. And so for me, obviously, I have a heart for veterans. And what I saw with a lot of my friends that went to combat and, and um, people coming back was when they get back stateside, that's it. You're just kind mm-hmm. of hanging and you're not sure how to process what you went through and how to even talk about it. You know, like you, you go to a, a counselor and the counselor says, well, great, talk talk about war for me. Mm-hmm. And you're talking to someone that's never been to war. They understand the concepts of it. They understand the stressors on the body and et cetera. But it's not someone that's been there. It's a little bit sure. of a conversation. Um, so we saw a lot of people that would just fall off. They, they would just not connect with the veteran community and they would isolate themselves and so we thought, let's just throw a fun event and get a bunch of vets to show up. And so we looked at what resources we had available. And at that time, I was uh, selling boards for a wake surfing company. And we were in Austin, which is a perfect location for a, an event like that. Um, and we just kind of put it out to the community and said, hey, we need boats. We need drivers. We need people to show up and take these vets out on the water. Oh, by the way, we need vets. Mm, <laughs> yep. Key. <laughs> So that first event came together. I think we had 20-some people out there. I think so. Somewhere wow. around. It was, it was a pretty good first event. And yeah. that we started getting messages and calls saying, well, when's the next one? When mm. can I connect with the community again? When can I get together with you guys? That was incredible. Um, and we realized, wow, there's, there's a need for this. There's yeah. a need for just a simple community. Yeah. And, and that's really what TO23 is, is just a, a community of people coming together to benefit and better veterans. Hmm. A pretty simple and straightforward mission. But a very important one. Yeah. <laughs> um, explain, for those who don't know, what the significance of the name is, the other 23. Like, what does that, okay. what does that mean? Um, so the other 23 stands for the other 23 hours in the day. Uh, our kind of tagline is come for the event, stay for the community. And the purpose of the name is that we want our veterans to know we care about them outside of the flashy, fun events that we throw that last an hour or longer. We care about them the other 23 hours of the day. Mm, yeah. So yeah. That's awesome. Of the, the community. Yeah. yeah. The- Super powerful. The events that we throw, I mean, we have single day events, we have multi-day events. Obviously, we started with the single day events. And literally, you'd have someone show up for an hour, two hours or or something like that. And then we didn't want them to disconnect or think that they needed to wait around three months for the next hour to hang out with us. Mm, Yeah. This was supposed to be an introduction to the community, introduction to the support. And it's like, okay, well, the other 23 hours that you're not here, what do you need? Right. Right. So what does it look like to support a community um, the other 23, like the other 23 hours? Like how, how does, obviously I know, and now we know that TO23 does these events, but what does it look like as an organization to support the community outside of those events? Sure. I mean, it's, it's simple stuff. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's text messages. I mean, we have our, our buddy check Fridays, which is the, the first Friday of every month. You know, you check in and you say, how you doing? How are you hanging in there? Yeah. Following up on this. It's um, it's having those difficult conversations, you know, conversations around alcoholism, around drugs, around mm. abuse of, of situations and and being willing to earn their trust and respect and then have those conversations and not just sit on the sidelines. Um, and I think that's really been the driving force behind the TO23 community is we don't want to sit on the sidelines. Right. There are so many veteran awareness organizations out there, and that's what they are, is they're an awareness organization. Mm. And I felt, I, I guess we feel like it's um, like we're aware. Yeah. We're aware. We all know there's an issue. Right. Who's fixing it? Right. Who's, who's getting dirty? Who's getting down in, in the trenches with these guys and saying, hey, how are you hurt? How can we help? 
Mm, That's where we differ from a lot of other organizations. Yeah. That um, even our camps, our camps have a lot of structure to them. Yep. Also allow for a lot of free form, a lot of uh, conversations to just pop up in the moment. And there's time to have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Because it's really healthy. Yeah. So talk about camps. Um, I, my first introduction to 223, aside from knowing the two of you, was getting to come out and help volunteer at a camp and, like, fix food for, I don't even remember how many that <laughs> were at that one. It felt like a lot in a very small space oh, of yeah. cooking and, um, and just like, like you said, just having conversations. Like, I just remember sitting around and listening and watching and observing these conversations that really you don't need anything other than a, a, a safe space to have. So what is, what does camp entail? And yeah, just kind of go for that, I guess. Go ahead. Start with the organization. Ellen. Well, camp is a lot of planning and organizing up front to <laughs> make sure that the resources are there and that the yeah. structure and donors. Is and donors, that everything is planned and ready to go. Um, so that everything can run smoothly once we we are at camp. But right. but then once we're there at camp, a lot of it is being open and listening and um, being flexible with the structure. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. But the but the basic structure of it is it's um, three days and three nights, right? Three days, two nights, kind of a, a thing. Mm-hmm. So you kind of like a sleepaway camp. Yeah, exactly. So let's say it was um, Thursday through Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. You would show up Thursday evening, have dinner with us, get an introduction to the team. We'd talk about plans for the next day. And then the next morning, we're waking you up early and we're throwing you on a surfboat to go out surfing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then it's it's going out surfing all day long. It's coming back in and having lunch and, and talking about that experience and the people that we're good at it, the people that were bad at it, the ones that struggled and then succeeded and all those fun stories start coming out. Um, and so you get that, that bonding that happens throughout the day. And then evenings, um, we try to allow for local artists to come in and, and they'll play music for us. We um, allow for barbecue teams. They'll come mm. in, barbecue for us and create a huge meal. And so we try and bring in a little bit of the outside community um, but for the most part, those three days, it's nobody in, nobody out. Yeah. It's all about providing that safe place that you talked about so that those conversations can happen. And yeah. safe place gets disrupted when you allow someone brand new to come in in the middle of the process. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, w- the thing that I think I loved the most was exactly that. Like there, there is a set precedent up front like this is a place where you're going to come you're going to surf or you're going to not or you're going to be great at it or you're not um and you're going to have a you're going to have conversations honestly whether you like to or not but it's all going to be with this idea that we're here for you and what makes it special is i think the power of the camaraderie that comes with being a veteran. And I'm sure Mike, you can speak to this because I'm not a veteran. Um, What is it like as someone who is a veteran to go into a space as a leader in that community and then like level with these brothers and sisters in arms that you have? Whoa. Wow. No, that's a big question. question. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Man, I would say, it's difficult mm-hmm. um, because there's a there there's a lot of expectation that comes with the position, and yeah. um, I don't have any troubles that I haven't figured out, and that's right. kind of an assumption that comes around it. And truth is, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just like everybody else is, I'm I'm wanting to have those conversations just like anyone else is, mm. and so I get a lot from the camps as well, but. Being a, a leader in that position, I I have to help guide these guys through it. I have to help yeah. guide these guys through the time and the and the opportunity that's in front of them. Mm. I get to tap into it a little bit, but I would say that it's more focused on them. Yeah, uh, I would say that the the great thing that I do have is I can immediately come in and say, "Hey, not everything, but a lot of it, I've been there. I've done yeah. that." Or yeah. I somebody intentionally who has has been there and done that. 
Right. And I can connect you with that person. I can connect you with so-and-so who has been there and he does understand this. They can have a conversation with you. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a, a really big thing about both Elizabeth and I being leaders in TO23 is knowing when we're the right resource and when to direct somebody to a different resource. Yeah. Resource to someone who can help them more. Yeah. I think that's one of the most difficult things about being in leadership in a nonprofit is you want to do everything. Right. Want to help everyone. Right. Just don't have the resources for it. You know, and so you yeah. have to you have to pick and choose and you have to know where you can have your high your I guess greatest impact. Um and I would say that's one of the biggest difficulties that comes with leadership. Do you agree? Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth, your side of the nonprofit is obviously a little bit different because you and I get to see that more because, again, I get to help sometimes, which is super fun for me. Um, you get to do a lot more of the logistics and planning of the actual event versus, um, you know, the like those conversations that Mike gets to have with a guy who has been through a similar situation to him. So what is it like to come into the community that you've come into with having a a partner and now a spouse who's a part of the veteran community and then stepping into a role, like Mike said, as a leader and getting to kind of take things from the side of like, okay, we're going to put this together, but also like make this an event that is worth the time of everyone who's a part of it. Um, so I, I guess my question and I'm doing a bad job, so I apologize, is what's it like to step into a community that you're almost like an outsider in, but also you have an inside view of with having a um, a partner who is part of that community? No, that's a good question because I actually only have so much of a claim as a spouse because he wasn't in when we were together. So mm. I'm, not, I'm not even a military like wife. I don't have that experience. The experience I have comes from the conversations that we've had um, about his time in mm. and then applying that to working with veterans with TO23 has been a lot of honestly listening yeah, and um, being flexible to when somebody wants to share with you because sometimes it's when you're walking from here <laughs> there and right. They- that's when they want to stop you and have this very important conversation and you just need to be ready to listen to it and, yeah. and to talk with them about it. And that's kind of the beauty of the, the structure slash unstructure of campus. There is a lot of opportunity for those spur of the moment conversations that can lead to a lot of openness and healing just mm. from being heard, just from being yeah. seen and having their experience recognized by somebody else. Yeah, that's amazingly said for a terribly said question. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Thank you. This is part of a, our friend, our friendship. We understand each other. Yeah, it was it was the minds, the minds. We connected. I love it. Um, so to take a little bit of a break from like the logistics and the kind of emotion of camp, tell me what surfing what boats what lakes what like having that be a part of the nonprofit. obviously mike you were a, a salesman um so that helped kind of with that introduction but like where did it kind of finally stick like this is going to be a big thing that we impart as part of our nonprofit is surfing and wake surfing and yeah. lakes like what yeah. how did that happen I, I'll tell you this, we, without the surf boats, without everything that goes into that surfing experience, yeah, we could throw our camps for probably an eighth of the cost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's not cheap. I mean, it's, it's not the cheapest way to entertain people, to have them out there. And, and I guess the thing that we realized what made it stick was that it's not just an entertainment source. It yeah. is so much fun. It is, it is. Yeah to get out there on the water and, and surf and be out there with your community and people throwing their hands up and screaming for you. It yeah. is so much fun. But what, what our vets don't realize is that there's actually science behind it 
Yeah. You know, with both PTSD and traumatic brain injury, which is phenomenal because if you know anything about TBIs, they're kind of scary. Yeah. Um, so the the Navy, U.S. Navy, thank you very much for their budget and them putting the research time <laughs> into this. Yeah. They put about three and a half, four million dollars into studying specifically the effect of surfing on the brain and how mm. it affected PTSD and traumatic brain injuries. Wow. And what they found is that it forces the body to be, oh, and mind, to work together and to be in the moment. So unlike mm. other sports like wakeboarding, none, right? It's very similar. You're leaning back. You're holding onto that rope behind sure. you. The boots. Wakeboarding, you're controlling everything. You're maneuvering it. You're shoving your way through the water. With surfing, if you try and take over, the wave's just going to leave you behind. Yeah. So you actually have to watch the wave. You have to understand what it's doing. And in order to do that, you have to be fully present in that moment. Wow. Being fully present in the moment is something that someone with PTSD struggles with. Yeah. Their mind is constantly throwing things at them that isn't applicable in the moment, but they can't get away from it. Wow. If we put the body and the mind in a situation where it has to focus, it actually creates, it's kind of phenomenal, and you can look up the research behind it. Um, they find that surfing is creating new neural pathways that are working their way around PTSD and traumatic brain injury events. Wow. That's amazing. I knew some of that, but like learning, just like hearing it again, just like blows your mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. I mean, from experience, well, we'll be honest with the listeners and say Faith is a little scared of wake surfing for the exact reason of I don't like to give up control. Um, and I don't like to look like a fool. So I have yet to wake surf. Um, one day it'll happen. I being friends with Mike and Elizabeth and being part of this nonprofit, it's bound to happen. (laughs) However, happen this year. Oh, she says this year. We'll see. We'll, um, we'll keep you guys posted on that. You know, not sure. Not sure. It's kind of to add on to what I said about it. Yeah. Stick. Imagine the veteran mindset. Yeah. Very self-reliant, very egotistical, <laughs> <laughs> very confident. Yeah. Uh, very much their entire career. Maybe a lot of people that haven't been in the military don't realize this, but in your military career, you're told not to talk about your problems. You're told not to talk about injuries. You're told to put it to the side, hide it, push on, push through. Mm. You get out and you don't want to do that. But, oh man, I just lost my train of thought. With the, oh, the veteran veteran mindset. So basically, yes. a veteran who's super confident, has a huge ego, and then you put them in the water and they've never surfed before, in order to learn how to surf, that ego has to go away. Because mm. you can't muscle your way through it. You can't force your way through that process. And it's so much fun to sit on the back of a boat <laughs> and somebody just struggle and struggle and struggle and finally yeah. they let go. And they just yeah. let the water carry them. All of a sudden, they pop up and they're in the wave and they're just shocked and mind blown. And you see this huge smile come across their face. And I just look back there and I'm like, that ego's gone. Yeah. That self reliance, I don't need anybody, is gone. In this, yeah. moment, they're vulnerable and they're actually happy. That's hard to get out of a veteran that has PTSD. Wow. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, Elizabeth, what has it been like for you? Did you, had you ever wake surfed? Did you know anything about wake surfing? Like what's, what is that like for you to get to be a part of this part of things? My intro to wake surfing was through this guy. It was one of our, not one of our first dates, but within the first year of us dating, he threw me in the water behind a boat and I swallowed a bunch of lake water and it was awful. I made a <laughs> oh, no. whole myself, but it was See? a ton of fun. It was a ton of fun, Faith. Like that's the thing is <laughs> your ego goes away and you're like, I'm going to do this. And then you do it and you're like, yeah, this, I feel yeah. so good. So. Wow. What a great. And what a great day. Let's be honest with everybody listening. She's passing me up and skipping. Oh, she's amazing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I get to sit on the boats and watch. She's amazing. I mean, you're both amazing. But yeah, Elizabeth. She's got me beat. She's well, a natural. Y'all are too kind. Are too kind. <laughs> I love it. That's so amazing. So um, let's see. We talked about a lot of like what goes into camps and running a nonprofit. But what has, this is the big question, obviously, because we are in 2022 um, and, you know, the world has turned upside down with a pandemic um, in the last 
few years. So what has it been like running a nonprofit um, that does a lot of events with lots of people <laughs> during a pandemic? Do you want to go or you want me to go? <laughs> I want to hear from both of you, but go for it. It's been hard. Um, yeah. You know, the when the pandemic hit, we were in the midst of planning was two, three. Two three, to surf th- camps. three surf camps for mm-hmm. the summer of 2020. 20. Is that right? right? Yeah, 2020. Mm-hmm. And um, we held on to doing that as long as we could. Um, we canceled, I think, two or three weeks before the entire country shut down. Like we yeah. were holding on and trying to figure out some way to make it work. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so we, we did that. And then after that, it was, all right, well, what can we do? Because we had done all this fundraising to put those camps on. And then we once we kind of accepted the fact that we probably weren't going to be able to safely hold a camp yeah. that summer in the midst of a pandemic, um, we wanted to find a way to still provide assistance and help to our veteran community. So we came up with the Emergency Assistance Fund. And we um, covered bills for veterans mm. who submitted bills that needed they needed help covering. Um, that was very successful. We gave a lot, of money. a lot of money away. We covered a lot of bills. We helped a lot of veterans. And um, and really, I mean, the really cool thing that I think, and, and Elizabeth came up with this emergency assistance fund, um, was that it was prove your prove that you're a veteran. Mm-hmm. Show us the bill that needs to be covered. Yeah. That's that's all the that's work. It. And either we're doing it or we're not. We're right. not going to ask you why you can't cover it. We're not going to ask you any of those questions. Mm-hmm. That's a you have to be incredibly vulnerable to ask for help in that situation. Yeah. yeah. And the last yeah. thing that we wanted to do was make anybody feel like they owed us. Right. Uh, all we wanted to do was be good stewards with the money that was given to us by our donors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked out incredible. I mean, we yeah. paid mortgages. We paid mortgage payments. Let's yeah. hold on. Payments. Payments. <laughs> yeah. But we made mortgage payments. We paid for groceries. We paid for, like, I mean, it was all over the board with what. Wow. We, we left wow. out our timing because it was that in-between period before uh, the government assistance, like, mm-hmm. checks went out and, like, um rental payments and different Nothing things stopped yeah started mm-hmm. being paused or delayed and it was it was that in between period when people were like I have nothing and nothing's coming and what is yeah going? and it was really nice to be able to help in some way yeah having to yeah. cancel our events mm-hmm. so. right wow so what does the future look like with I know that's a hard thing because we don't really know what the future of the world looks like um, in still in 2022 in the midst of all of this. Um, but with hope, what does the future look like um, for TO23 in 2022 and beyond? Oh, man. Start with 2022. Start with, yeah. start with, okay. start with 2022. Start, start with 2022. We got some time here. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um. So 2022, the goal is to try and throw one to two surf camps. And with that, it's going to be, obviously, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. And we won't get into all those details. Yeah. Uh, The biggest thing is we need donors. We need donors Mm -hmm. to come back. And that's one thing that kind of went away during the pandemic is a lot of people started kind of holding their pockets a little tighter and and donating as much. Um, also, we weren't actively throwing camps, so we also weren't chasing people down. We were taking right. the emergency assistance fund and moving forward. So 2022, we're back at it. 2022 is all about getting TO23 community reconnected, making sure that we can have events in multiple locations, not just in Austin. We'd love to go visit California. Um, we've had some people talking about some other states, but I'm not going to throw it out there just yet. Um those would probably be single day events. We'd love to go in and host a few single day events back to back. As far as a camp goes, we're trying to coordinate the logistics of that and keeping everybody healthy. Worst case scenario, we'll have back to back days that we have a community come together. Um, but long story short, we're getting the people back in the water. We're going to throw surf camps. We're going to make sure that the community is connecting and that we provide this resource that's yeah. been going for the last couple of years. Um, yeah. It's been driving us nuts not being able to do it. I know it. Um, yes. I would say that the one of the biggest focuses for us right now is we need a boat. 
Um, prior to the pandemic, it was not easy, but with our network, we could find boats for our events. We could find boats to come out and help us out and donate their time. Um, we purchased their fuel. They're covered under our insurance because we're, we're sanctioned under the WWA. Um, but we need a boat because people are coming out less. Um, mm-hmm. Boats are actually hard to come by. I don't know if anybody's gone on tried to buy a boat recently. It, they're all gone. Back ordered. <laughs> Just uh, like cars, I guess. Yes, everybody bought one. Exactly. Yeah. So in order for TL23 to really have the impact that we want to have, we need yeah. a And whether that's a dealership leasing us a boat and, and paying for that lease, like we have ways of doing that. We're a nonprofit. We can write that off for you. Right. Uh, it's a and, and helping us get the funds to actually purchase a boat and a, and a truck for the, the community, that'd be phenomenal. Wow. Okay. That resource, I mean, we could do more than monthly events. I mean, it yeah. is the limit as far as how often we could um, have an impact. Yeah. And then beyond that. Yes. <laughs> yes. The beyond. The the big, wonderful, amazing dream that we have is to eventually have a TO23 surf house. Mm. Uh, provide a 365-day location for veterans and veterans' families to come to. Um, we would host different events throughout that. Um, we wouldn't have to purchase locations. We could all do it in one spot. Yeah. Be a resource that a vet comes back from wherever we're currently fighting our war at that time. And he says, you know what? My wife and my two kids, we need a break. We need to get away. Great. We've got you covered. Get down here. We're going to pay your flight. We've got your housing. We're going to get you guys out surfing. We're going to give you a break from life for a little bit. Wow. That can go a long way with with veterans and and veteran families. Yeah. Uh, So that's the goal. And then once we have that one surf house established, it's all about setting up the next surf house. Yep. Yep. Growth. And hopefully we're in Thailand and hopefully we're in Australia and hopefully we're in all over the place. Yeah. Uh, the big wow. So good. Oh, so yeah. cool. I love all of those dreams, obviously. And I feel honored. Like anytime that I get to come out and be a part of any camp or event or even just like standing next to you guys when you talk about camp or talk about TO23, the impact that this community has had even on someone who again not a veteran is pretty incredible and so i think what i will say to my listeners and to anyone out there is if you have the opportunity to serve a community that you literally know nothing about or that you have very little ties to do it because it'll allow you a spot in your heart that you didn't know that you had to be able to make an impact or even to just like meet new people, (laughs) you know, like I've gotten to make great friends through this whole process of like being a part of the nonprofit, even in just like a little way, like making food for people, you know? Um, And that that's powerful. Like those are powerful things. So if anyone is listening to this and is like, Hmm, I think I could volunteer for like a day at a surf camp. That sounds pretty cool. Like being out, you know, at a really nice lake house and helping out with something, how do they get involved? Um, easiest way to do it is jump on our website. Jump on our website and send us a message. Or you yeah. send a message to contact at the other 23org I mean, it's a pretty simple email address. Yeah. Get in get in touch with us. Find somebody yeah. in the community and ask them to call us. Get our phone number from somebody. Like we will find a way to get you involved. Yeah. But yeah. I'll put all of those details in the notes too. So yeah. We do have a a volunteer application form on our website for people to fill out. And then in that um, application or form that they can submit kind of how they want to be involved or what Mm. want to provide to the organization. Yeah. Yeah. If I know anyone with a boat. Yeah. I don't know if I do, but if anyone out there has a boat and they want to let it be. Well, let it be used. What's cool is that there's there's so much that goes into these camps. There's a so lot much. of ways you can be involved. It yeah. Can, hey, I'm a surf coach. I want to come out and, and be a coach. It can be I'm an artist and I want to donate some artwork that can be sold to help create funds for the organization. It can be I've got two dollars in my pocket that I want to give you guys. Like awesome. Yeah. It's great. We would love to have it. Um, coming out to the surf camps, volunteers. This is a hundred percent volunteer organization. Like it doesn't happen unless somebody is donating their time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, there's so many different ways to get involved. And, and like Elizabeth said, I mean, jump online, fill out that form. We'll get you involved. Yeah. Yeah. 
And how can they, outside of that, how can they keep up with like what's going on with TO23 besides the website? Yeah, easiest way is our social media. Um, we've got both Facebook and Instagram. Um, I don't think we have anything else other than that, do we? We have a YouTube channel. Oh, we have a YouTube channel. We have a YouTube channel. Okay, cool. Awesome. It's just the other 23? It's at the other 23 org. org. Perfect. Okay. Well, I'll put those in the, in the notes. That's easy to remember. So go check out TO23 on all the things, all the things. There's a YouTube channel. So that's really cool. Um, now, thank you for telling me all the things about the nonprofit. I learned a lot and I have been around you guys since, well, a long time. Um, so that's really awesome. I hope that 2022 and beyond, we get to see some really amazing stuff come come through. I know that we will. So I'm excited to watch it all happen and be a part of it. Definitely. And maybe, maybe you'll see Faith on the back of a surfboat. Yeah. 2022. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We're making no guarantees. <laughs> making no guarantees. Well, you guys are not just nonprofit um, founders and True. leaders. What else do you do in your life that keeps you busy? Tell me. So keeps you what are you passionate about? Go ahead. <laughs> she seeds the floor. Maybe. <laughs> um, oh, boy. What am I passionate about? Um, hmm. Well, you said you have a solar company, so maybe start there. Sure. I can do that. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, I am really passionate about uh, renewable energy and the, the impact it could have on, on our, our world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, so we have a solar company and that definitely takes up a lot of my time is just developing a new way of selling solar to people and a new focus when it comes to that. Um, so that takes a, a lot of my time and effort. Um, outside of that, I'm a gamer. I play games online. I'm a dork completely. Um, I love to garden and do landscaping. I'm constantly in our backyard shifting things around and, and making things look different. Um, motorcycles, muscle cars. Oh my goodness. I love them. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Those things so. keep me busy. And then obviously surfing every time, every chance that I can get, I get yeah. go surfing. Yeah. Um, what about your little drone situation? Mike likes to fly the drone over the lake. It makes me nervous. It makes all of us nervous. Yeah. <laughs> Such cool shots. It's you so- do get cool shots. Um, you drone, do get cool shots. I have only crashed three of them, which is think a step up <laughs> same drone three times luckily it was the expensive one luckily yes <laughs> <laughs> it's always the expensive one because that always that's amazing no I, <laughs> drones are amazing they're they are really cool the shots that we can get of those guys out surfing or just man goofing off is, is so much fun oh it's a lot of fun to watch it is a little intimidating when you've got a two thousand dollar drone hovering like two inches off the water, and you've got a wave coming at you, and you're trying to time it just right. It's fun. Oh. It, it, <laughs> it's fun. He says. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's incredible. What about you, Elizabeth? Um, well, I just finished up school, so I am um, learning what to do with my free time again. Yeah, you know. Yeah school takes away free time, but I'm getting back into reading. I really enjoy reading. I just finished my third book of the month. Quite of the month? Yes. <gasps> I'm so impressed. Really getting into it, back into it. Wow. They had lots of pictures. Yes, yeah, yeah, so it was a picture book. <laughs> All of them. Oh. <laughs> nice. nice. That's amazing. So yeah, what are you reading right now? Well, I just finished. Actually, it's right here. I'll show you. It's called Leading Men. Leading Men. Okay. Very good book. I, I don't know how to do book summaries without giving things away. So That's okay. I'll put it in the show notes so people yeah. can go read the professional summaries. I won't I won't ruin it for anybody, but it was a really that was a really good book, a really good page turner. It keeps you pulled in. Um Love those. Was very much reminded of Tender is the Night by Fitzgerald. Okay. The start of it, the way that the prose is written, kind of the way that the story is introduced and how the timeline kind of bounces back and forth, but it was really good. Okay. Good to know. You just were like, you inspired me just now. I'm like, wow, I am not well read enough to have known what Tinder is the night is. So going to have to go read that one. Like I know Fitzgerald cause Gatsby, but that's it. So I'm, I'm like, Oh, she's a real reader. Like, 
She's a real reader. I'm just over here like, I read two books. That's <laughs> great. I listen to audiobooks. I'm an audiobook girl, mostly because of driving and working in the office. So Wait, those are my things. He loves his audio. Audible, Audible gets a lot of my money. <laughs> well, so what are you listening to? Are you listening to something right now? You just downloaded three books yesterday or the other day or something. I got all I the did. emails that you bought them all. Uh, <laughs> one of the ones I've been enjoying the most is called the, the Wim Hof Method. Oh. Are you familiar with Wim Hof? No. So they call him the Iceman. Um, and he's accomplished feats in cold weather that they say the human body shouldn't be able to do. Oh. And it's walking through his theories and how he controls his mind and controls himself in those situations. And his theory is that it's not actually the temperatures that kill the person. It's the stress that we allow our body to go through. Oh, wow. So he's going into these situations and not allowing the stress to become something. And he's coming out of it healthy. Wow. Sounds like something you probably could apply to um, surfing. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. More than, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's understanding that methodology. I mean, can you, yeah. I mean, your, your mind so strong that you're able to go do, go into Anything. ice that you should be freezing and then dying and then your body survives it. No. Incredible. Wow. Um, that is incredible. The power of habit. Um, uh-huh. I've heard of that one. Final spin. I need to, I need to get into that one. It's is a, that a, a fiction, nonfiction? Uh, nonfiction. Okay. Are you familiar with the uh, fighter? What's his last name? Willink. W-I-L-I-N-K. No, That's I should one. probably be. Okay. And then, of course, I've got the one minute entrepreneur. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. So it sounds like My nonfiction over there. Nonfiction. A yeah. lot of nonfiction. I'm focused right now. Uh, he, he doesn't really read a whole lot of fiction. Are Do you-, you like fiction more, E, or are you more of a nonfiction gal, too? I, bounce. I like to have one of each going at all times. Okay. Okay. That's a good practice. Yeah. That's a good practice. So, okay, I love books, and I we could talk about them forever. But I want to just talk about one more thing um, before we, like, kind of close out this fun time that we're having. Um, the fun thing that connects us all, not just the nonprofit, the reason that I know Elizabeth and now know Mike and am in their lives forever by, you know, making myself be in their lives forever, um, whether they like it or not, uh, is fashion. Elizabeth's a model. She'll never, like, tell you that, like, just out front because that's the type of person she is. But Elizabeth's a model. Mike's also a model. He probably again wouldn't say it because that's just who they are but elizabeth tell us what um what's it like to be a model how did you get into it i just want to know for fun i got into it one of the worst ways you could possibly get into it so anybody listening who wants to be a model do not do what i did the jc penny photo booth I answered Craigslist ads for models which is <gasps> terrifying to do in a city when you don't know anybody but i did that um and i got very lucky that the people that had put them up were legitimately into the fashion industry in in Texas. So I got kind of lucky. That was my stumbling into photo shoots in Austin Fashion Week, which is ultimately where I met you. Yes. And um, yeah. Wow. That's I didn't know that. Yeah. So I love that. <laughs> I love that that hey, you know, sometimes oh. you just gotta hustle. I'll age myself and go ahead and say that that was 2010 and maybe Craigslist was not as scary then, but I think it probably was. And I just kind of got lucky. So don't do it that way. (laughs) Utilize social media. Don't talk to strangers, you know, be safe. Be safe. Don't pay all those agencies to say that they're (sighs) going to make you a superstar. (laughs) I think I fell for one of those in like middle school. Yeah. And then they were like, for $2,000, we'll make you a superstar. Well, yeah, that's not well, the case. Or you would say that for $2,000. <laughs> I'll make you a superstar for $2,000 if we're being honest. Yeah. There you go. I would believe you more than I'd believe them, Faith. Wow, thanks. Thanks. I can't make you a superstar, sadly. I'd be one if I could do it, you know? Um, you are <laughs> that, Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I love that. I love that. Friends who start as 
models in fashion shows can become friends who you do nonprofits with, <laughs> and then you end up officiating their wedding. Yes. That's the other one of the other fun things that we've gotten to do together, which I love. Yeah, yeah Faith, you did an incredible job officiating our wedding. Oh gosh, thank you so much. My second one, my second one. I told so this is funny. I told the listeners that I officiated a wedding after I did it the first time, and I think I probably said we'd have to pull the tapes, but I think I probably said I won't do it again. <laughs> and I think I told you guys I won't do it again. I, I think, think you did. I think you did. I think maybe I got you in a good mood and yeah. you could do it. And yes. It helped that it was, you know, for us, it's a pandemic wedding. We had to cancel oh. the big circus. And yes. Tiny yes. wedding. Would you please, please, please be our officiant? <laughs> How no. could you say no to that, you know? <laughs> you no. We killed it. Oh, my gosh. It was such an incredible time. So lovely. You even made me cry. That was just <gasps> brutal. Wow. I don't remember that. We're going to edit that out, right? Because I don't. <laughs> Mike doesn't cry. Mike doesn't <laughs> cry. It, I just remember it was about to start like torrentially raining. So it we was. were just rushing to get through. So I probably was distracted. As we were trying to take photos. Yes. It was quite cinematic, honestly. Like it probably could be a movie. Um, They should make that. Uh, but yes, it was an amazing experience. Um, who knows if we'll do it again, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> who knows if we'll... officiant, you should definitely ask her. Oh gosh. Your wedding. Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Yeah. I don't know. For I a small know. fee, for a small fee, $2,000. She's worth it. Fee. She's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Mike. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. Well, guys, this, I, we, obviously we talk for hours, like every time we talk, I feel like, but I don't want to, you know, make everybody be a part of that. Mm -hmm. Um, though it would be great. So we'll close. I told you at the beginning before we started recording that I would ask you a few things. We already talked about books, so we won't go back over those, but I always like to know, cause I want the recommendations, but I always like to know what you're listening to if you're into music or if you're into podcasts, like what what's in your ears these days when you're like walking Harvey and Mac, your cute dogs. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I listen to um, a playlist on Pandora called French Cafe. <laughs> I think it's I very that. uplifting and relaxing and it doesn't distract me. Mm. Certain, I listen to certain music with lyrics and it like brings me back to a memory or it's like mm -hmm. very distracting and this is the kind of music that doesn't distract me. So it's just kind of background music. Student, I, student mode. Highly recommend. Very relaxing. Okay. Okay. Michael? Um, a lot of audiobooks. We talked yep. about that. So usually like I'm out mowing the lawn or something. I'm usually listening to a book. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see. Top of my playlist right now, we've got blues radio. Uh, Everyday Normal Guy, Comedy, Glare, Gary Clark, and Musgraves. Oh, love her. Love her. I just Ooh. got... Of course, you have to have ACDC in the top five at all times. At all times. At all times. That's amazing. Oh, this is a fun question since we did talk about surfing, and we didn't really talk about like the aspect of music on the boats, but everybody has their own like surf jams that they like which is always a fun experience and somehow i get to play dj sometimes which is really fun um when you just get to sit on the boat that's part of what you do and take pictures i do a lot of that too but i want to know what y'all's surf jams are like if you're going to be the one on the surfboard what is blasting through the boat speakers for me, if it played at Warp Tour, it's on that playlist. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. I love that. <laughs> um, oh, man. I'm usually looking for something with a heavy beat. Throw me some gangster rap. Some, yes. I think you can even like go that, heavy metal. Actually. Let's go Metallica. Yeah. I feel like I've heard that on yeah. on your on your rides before. Yep. So that's, mm -hmm. that's when I'm going hard. And I, I just really want to get after it and I want to try something out. And it probably means I'm only going to be on the board for 30 seconds before I wipe out <laughs> the music that I want. 
I love it. Really? I love that. Give me some Jack Johnson. Give me some some Bob Marley. Give me something to just kind of and enjoy the wave with. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. Depends on the mood. Yeah, there's moods. There are definite moods. There's some people who I'm like, I don't know how you do this, but they they rock out to what they're listening to, and yeah. you know, you just support what they're listening to. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's an adventure. <laughs> It's an adventure. I love it so much. Well, you guys, I'm so grateful that you have spent this time with me. I'm having us. It was so, oh my God. so fun. Is there anything that we left out that you want to say or that you want to share before we close out this episode and then tag that with remind everyone how to find you on socials? Um, oh, we did. We do have a merch line. For our nonprofit, yes, it's called the Uncle Sam Surf Club, and that's a so fun good. little uh, t-shirt kind of sweatshirt hoodie apparel line that we have. Hundred uh, percent of the proceeds from that line go to funding our camps and our events. So that's a way to support us. If you are not a big fan of just sending your money off to work, um, pick up. Sweaters are very comfortable. Yeah, sweaters are crazy comfortable, aren't they? Yeah, so comfortable. I just put it in the laundry basket because I was like, I need to wash this. Um, definitely wear it all the time. My friend Raven tried to steal it from me without even like seeing it in person. She was like, can I can I have that? I said, no, but she can go buy her own now. Um, I'll put the link to that in the show notes so that people can go grab that merch because it's so good and so soft and comfy. So comfy. And then... Remind us your Instagram and website. Instagram is at the other 23 org. And our website is www. Remember we used to say that all the time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Everything. Um, the other 23.org. .org. Easy. And if people want to stay connected to you guys. Yeah. What was that? Um, I said, if people want to stay connected to you guys, like Mike and Elizabeth. You can share if you want. You don't have to. My Instagram is at oh hello Elizabeth, and uh, his is official Mr. Stone. Nice. I yep. think it's spelled just and just for all the readers or listeners, it's official Mr. Stone because that's my middle name. We're not throwing out a stoner vibe here. <laughs> Thank you for the disclaimer. Appreciate that. I never wondered. Oh hello Elizabeth. Yeah. Oh hello Elizabeth. I love it. Well, thank you again, guys, so, so much for being here. I'm so grateful for your friendship, for all you do for the community. And I can't wait to see all that you do in 2022. What we do. And what we do. I love it. Thank you, Faith. Thank you for having us and having us on your show. You're welcome. Bye, guys. Bye. Okay, guys, that was my conversation with Mike and Elizabeth. Aren't they so amazing? They're just some of the most incredible driven people that I know, and I loved getting to sit down and have a conversation with them. So be sure that you follow them on all the socials that we mentioned, and check out TO23. If you can support in any way, it would mean so, so much. And also just, you know, go show them some love for being on the podcast. Thanks again, Mike and Elizabeth. I love y'all. Thanks to you guys for listening. Go hit me up on Instagram if you've got any thoughts or opinions. Or if you buy merch, it would mean a lot. I appreciate you guys so much. Love you, mean it. Bye.